0: Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way
1: to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we discuss about AI or artificial intelligence, (laughs) how you can use uh, AI uh, to create content, to get results. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Jeff Coyle. How are you? hey how are you doing I'm pumped I'm ready to talk to you today yeah nice nice yeah check out your profile you have extended experience with SEO and especially about AI can you tell more what, uh, about your background experience and why you decided to learn more about AI and create content with that sure right? the uh, the nine hour version no uh,
0: but no most important thing rocking from Florida today we've got lots of Flor- Florida love going on today. I'm in Jacksonville, uh, but no. My background—I'm in—I uh, w- I went to Georgia Tech uh, for computer science. Um, my background's in usability theory. I also did some work in search engines. So the earliest version of search engines, ad server development, ad server design, lead generation, uh, lead management platforms. Um, We—I worked first company I worked with. We were trying to convince software companies to have content, like just to have content on their websites, and you know to try to generate leads with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that was a thing, um, and then you know I, I I spent a lot of time doing that, focused on you know the earliest versions of what search became. Um, and from the '99 till 2007, I was uh, my company was sold to a uh, tech to Target, a large publisher who's still a very a popular um, platform, great publishing network, high quality editorial. Um, that was when I really started thinking about content strategy. Um, not just in the form of lead gen, but also as as a publisher may think about it. Now everyone's a publisher, right? Um, but what I really identified at that point was that the processes for creating and the processes for ideation and editorial planning and what we should create, how much we should create, you know, those were all manual or they, they were subjective. Um, and I had a lot of great insights from data, but I hadn't automated a lot of it. I hadn't made it also... I hadn't put it in the right format for writers and editors and content marketing strategists and GMs, right? To digest it and say, oh yeah, we should use this data to influence what we create or what we update. Um, And then during the tail end of that, um, my time there, I I met my co-founder and he had built the earliest versions of Market Muse. They were really focused on what does it mean to be an expert on a topic, right? Topic modeling technology, which is a branch of artificial intelligence. Um, and I immediately saw how you could take that one, you know, uh, base platform uh, item that, that you know, the, what we now have patented and our, our topic modeling AI technology, and you could turn that into all the workflows, you know, everything that a writer cares about, everything that an editor cares about, everything a search engine optimization professional cares about um, could be enhanced and amplified with that core ai platform now since then i mean that was eight years ago um, since then natural language processing has been you know where our main focus areas are and then in the last four or five years generation we built a generation platform um, before OpenAI had even launched right uh, we didn't really get it into market the way that we wanted to. It, it, it takes a lot of stuff, but very familiar with how it works. We have our own platform uh, which we use to enhance our other technologies, um, and in future versions of Market Muse, we're even going to be able to get it back into the platform. Um, so we got a lot of things going on with this, but I love everything that relates to making great decisions with content. Uh, and that's where you know ai can enhance
1: every piece of that
0: puzzle and i'm sure we're going to talk
1: about that yeah good yeah interesting good experience mm-hmm. with that and you know the last time i started to learn more about ai mm-hmm. um, because i check out some uh, websites online that can get good traffic you know <laughs> with that uh, by oh, yeah. uh, creating uh, many pages at scale for example um mm-hmm. i found a uh, um, if I remember correctly, yeah, yeah, uh, website that uh has uh prob- probably 100,000 pages uh converted by AI and very good. Well, the, idea. The, key, the key is you really have to think about
0: if you're going to use a generation platform. For, so, first of all, for most teams, generation isn't going to be a great fit for just to only do it, um, because it's extremely risky, it's as if you had a um, an outsourced person who you'd never worked with, and you're just like, hey, write about this. And then they do, and you don't even check it, and you're going to put it on your site. It's extremely risky. You've you've got to treat them as if it was a resource. You've got to review it. You've got to train it. you got to tune it. you got to get it into a be- much more beautiful state than what it's going to come to you. Where we're seeing some problems in generation is where people are posting directly from generation. First of all, There's a legal issue there, but also it's extremely risky from an organic search engine optimization uh, perspective. So I always strive to, first of all, you're not going to get something that's like auto tuned unless you tune it. Um, And then you really got to treat that person. You got to treat that payload like it's a raw material for you to clean up and and work on. Um, The real power for most teams happens earlier in the process. So it's, in analyzing your data to understand what you should do, what you should update, how to make decisions based on competitive analysis, how to make decisions based on your own performance. Um, I know that everybody's tendency is to wanna jump to the end of the movie, um, but in this case, it's a very risky process. We have situations, I get a lot of companies coming to me where they've already been burned um, and had problems as a result of this. but it's nothing new, by the way. Generation's been part of the web for you know, well, almost a decade and a half. It's just now the sophistication is making it much more commercially commercially viable. Uh, but major publishers uh, have been using various stages of generation for a long time. A lot of times in you know financial markets, um, travel, there was some macro content solutions out almost a decade ago where they would take from databases and write content, the more templated content. Um the Washington Post over 5 years ago um had a platform in place called Heliograph where they were taking um in- enhanced templates uh to cover the elections, to cover sports. I remember one year I was I was at a conference with the um the creator of Heliograph at Washington Post and they had um, they covered all the Olympic events one year. The year before they had covered like 6% the mm-hmm. time before. Um, and so it's just, it, it allows people to do more of what they want to do. But if you do a little bit too much um, and you're not putting out high quality, you're going to be in deep trouble. And that's what we're already starting to see. Any of those sites that are going out and saying, Hey, I, I launched hundred thousand articles and I've got all this. Guess what? It's not going to be around very long. Um, it's a short, it's just like people who say they've figured out, you know, the formula or the scientific proven process. It's like, go, go look at those sites. Now they all go like this. If you're working for, if you're working for a public company or you're working for a real business that you care about the brand, you can't do that. It's too risky, right? You've got to think about that. But if you're, if you're making a site to turn it and burn it, okay, if you want to give it a shot. That's your business, not my business. I don't want that stuff. I mean, ask ask uh, any number of popular major companies who have um, done one of these because of a bad consultant.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. right? um,
0: and they're going to you know, look at everybody currently who's um, in FBA or in Amazon, FBA or Amazon affiliate world, product reviews. I mean, if you weren't doing that, at the highest level of your intelligence, if you were using generation to write those reviews, you're having a bad year. Go look, Uh, you know, type in Google review, product review updates and NLG. And and, and, you know, a lot of these folks, they put up these sites, they're low quality. They're not thinking critically about, does it even make sense? They've -hmm. got one section of the site, it's about podcast microphones. They got another section of the site about kitty cats. Another section of the sites about coffee cups, it's not semantically related. It makes no sense that you would know everything about podcast microphones and kitty cats, right? It's just, yeah. You know, and so you got to be you got to be wary. You got to tell the story that you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Whether you're using a person off of Fiverr or Upwork, whether you're using Generation or whether you're using the highest paid writer in the world, all your content has to come together to tell a story. I mean, if it doesn't, you're in trouble, and mm-hmm. You know, and when you're in trouble, you know, then you have to really come talk to people like me (laughs) because I got to fix it. But I'd rather you come talk to me when you're doing well and you want it to grow. I'd rather not it be, oh, man, we migrated this site and it blew up. Come on, Jeff. How do you fix it? Right. Um, So, you know, those are the types of things that I like to uh, talk about with artificial intelligence. It's, you know, I'd love to get into more detail, too, if you have any questions about you know, how it works, what we can think, what we can
1: expect, you know. Um, But those are things that I love. Yeah, good, it's valuable. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a big audience, international audience, you know. Yeah, I see a lot of folks. Hey, I see a lot of yeah, from many from countries, from Bangladesh, and Bangladesh, India, Finland, uh, Malawi, many, many, many countries, South Africa. Yeah, you know, sometimes I don't understand the algorithm from LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but guys, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a big pleasure to get you, you know. Uh, Yeah, uh, on uh, some of streams I usually get uh, from the U.S. or U.K., in other international, that's okay. You know, we love everyone. Just learn from us. Yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, fire me an invite if you're listening. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you can find all links uh, in the description below, you know, to this uh, live stream. Okay, I have uh, the question uh, as a customer. For example, uh, when... um, Uh, I'm testing some uh, AI tools, I usually have the struggle to get uh, results from the first attempt. For example, uh, when I create some content or the structure, uh, I need to customize some settings to get much better results uh, and to test them. But uh, if I need to create content for uh, 10,000 pages, uh, it's hard to, to check them how to decide this problem, uh, because, for example, um, I want to share ex- example with uh, 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 online converters. Uh, for example, they convert uh, USD to B2C, USD to Ethereum, uh, and, and something like this. And uh, uh, all these pages have different keywords, uh, and um, we need to create many pages, you know. So uh, how to decide uh, such problems in scale, yeah. Yeah. No, so those are are all real problems, all right? Mm -hmm. I'll I'll break them
0: down. First of all, you're most likely not going to be able to do it as a software operator, all right? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? If you don't have any controls over what's going on, you're going to have a hard time with any sort of customization, all right? So the best way you can do this, if you have the controls, if you're if you're going is to build out kind of structured outlines and be able to control, if you're doing generation, control that with an outline much more than just generation. Cause g- generation is predictive language modeling. So if, if, if people listening, maybe they're not familiar with what a, a, a natural language model is, basically you feed in a bunch of data and it starts to try to, and you, you can prompt it and give it insights. You can structure it in some way. And it will start to write what it believes to be predictably appropriate for everything that it has been trained on. So you can train it to write like, you know, to write like yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> based on all of your history of your doc. You can also train it like, you know, the original like GPT-3, for example, is trained. Um, the original model is trained on the corpus of documents, heavily uh, skewed on Wikipedia, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a general language model. You can have a really, really focused language model. You can train it on the works of William Shakespeare. Gosh, please don't. But you could do that. You could also tune it. So what I try to build is what's called a topic expert model. So I'm trying to build something. The model is explicitly built as if it were someone who really knows something about the thing you're writing about. Where a lot of folks are getting it wrong, they're trying to use a general model to write specific. It's just Mm -hmm. not going to sound, you know what it's going to do? It's going to be real general. It's going to be real basic. It's going to potentially go into like very much general. So you'll read it and you'll go, okay, well, this, this could have been written by a human. Okay. Mm. Right. But it's not a human who really knows your topic. It's just a human who knows stuff. It's like, you could say it about anything. You could swap out the way I always do a litmus test. If you get a text and you're like, oh, this looks good. Could you swap out a couple of nouns in there and it would still pass? You're, then, you, which all you're doing is publishing freaking party conversation. You know, it's like, hey, how you doing? oh uh, all right, okay, yeah, uh, I'm really into uh, shoes and uh, microwaves. And you know, let me sw- switch that out. Oh, I like I like cats and coffee. Right? It's not real. You're not val- You're not gaining value for the reader. So you're gonna have a problem. A lot of this output may pass the test of being real but it's not adding value that's going to hurt you in the end All right. Mm -hmm. so I like to think your your path if you're truly trying to go scale if you're pulling out you're going to have to review everything and that can add emotional load it can add service load you may actually spend more time adjusting stuff than you would have if you had just um, built it initially Um, so then you get into these things are not templates a lot of people don't a lot of people believe that Natural language generation is templates or Mad Libs style, or like you know um, what you might see on a real real tour website. This four bedroom, three bath house is mm-hmm. in this neighborhood, and it is four miles from the aquarium. You know, that's that's a that's a type of generation, but that's not what you're getting out of a you know uh, a, a GPT three or a market news mm-hmm. first draft. That's not what you're getting out of that. Right. Um, so be aware of all the different styles in, in when you get. It. But I mean, there's not a real unless you're going pure template. Right. You currently do not have checks and balances against things like fact checking, um, tone checking, structure analysis. Um, and inf- whether it's adding value, it doesn't right now. It, that's the limitation you got to go in and do it. I'm trying to build some of these pieces right now. Um, but you're, there's going to be a, a checks and that You also have to defend against um, uh, if your focus is uh, search engine performance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you've got you've to be very protective against low-quality content. Um, if you blast out 10,000 pages and they're all low-quality, or 10 of them are, or 20 of them are, it's going to hurt. If you mm-hmm. only have if you, if you even have the stink of low quality if you even smell a little bit like low quality <laughs> you're in trouble and and that's the truth one section of your site can impact the other section yeah. um, and that's the truth um and uh, so if you've got sp- if you're spraying and praying and hoping you can actually do a w- what I like to say is there's there's a there's a business and a, a SaaS mantra right it's called um uh, bullets then cannonballs. All right, fire mm-hmm. a few bullets, and if with the stuff is going well, turn it into a cannonball. Right, not with content. Don't do it with content. You know why? You fire out a whole bunch of bullets. If some of them don't smell right, and you try to collapse it over, you're not gonna. You're, you're gonna be in deep deep old trouble. Um, volume, uh, volume, and quality. You don't want volume or quality. Uh, what I'd say is, if you have a Um, if you can build out, there's paths here, by the way, market muse is one of them. You can check Mm -hmm. the quality of content with our technology, right? If you have things like tone checkers, grammar checkers, quality checkers, you can get a little bit better, but all it's going to do is grade it. It's not going to fix it. right. Um, so I like to take, if I'm going to take that stuff, I want to grade it. I want to evaluate it. I want to know whether, should I have built it in the first place? Um, but if you, got, if you get all your ducks in a row, right? I, sh- I definitely should create this. Here's how it will integrate. Here's the general structure of the article. You build it. Check the quality, tone, voice, grammar. That item at that end is, you might only have to review that for an hour or so to get it into a reasonable state. However, if you expect it to go out, if you're just pumping stuff out it is risk there's risk there you need to know what the risks are you don't want to sell that to a client that's what's happening right now creating a big problem um it ha- the 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 stuff hasn't hit the fan yet but people are buying content from content networks that's generated they don't know mm-hmm. it if they don't know it it's a huge legal liability <laughs> <laughs> right. So don't, don't do it. You're going to get, you're going to get eaten. There's going to be a big, huge wave and you're going to get eaten by it. You're wearing a, 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 a Quicksilver shirt. So in you know, a big, huge wave coming um, and those folks are going to get chomped up in it. So make sure you're putting it through the same checks and balances that you would with an outsourced professional. So.
1: Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Okay. Uh, can you share how to learn, um, uh, customers, users, uh, will consume this content because uh, you mentioned about AI um, uh, tools can uh, consider emotions yeah uh, or style tone um, for example friendly official you know right. how to learn uh, customers before creating this content and uh, to analyze uh, that uh, getting results is is good you know for that
0: well i mean you basically there's there, there isn't an all-in-one solution that catches all of that stuff mm-hmm. right now right um, so you really need to right now piece those processes together. Um, I think there's, there's room for somebody to get into. So a company like a, um, first of all, but by, by the way, it's cause it's really hard.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: And a lot of the software that's out there for generation is all it's doing is using someone else's API. They don't mm-hmm. actually, they're not, they're not part of the science. Right. So you're really right now, you'd be in the state where you're piecing together many API. We build all our stuff ourselves, so we're in a little bit of a different scenario. But if you've got Grammarly, say Hemingway, a tone or voice analysis solution like, um, you know, AcroLynx, uh, A-C-R-O-L-I-N-X, more of a a, a large enterprise solution, great for tone voice. Um, But if you're piecing these things together, They're basically, it's an amalgamation or an ensemble of of steps, right? And that's the best you can do at this moment. You can also take a language model and do what's called post-tune it. So if you want to go look up post-tune, you can post-tune a model if you have access to it to make it closer to what you want it to be, right? Um, It's a very um, computationally expensive and sometimes money expensive process. Um, but it can sometimes make life better for you. Um, this is very different than templating, uh, but templating in certain in certain financial in certain um, spaces can be a reasonable update. What you shouldn't do, right? This is worth the price of admission for our webinar today. What you should not do is spin content with a template mm-hmm. and then publish that at scale with words swapped out. All right. I'll give you an example. You got a local, you got a local restaurant, right? Let's say it's a restaurant. They sell pizza. All right? Mm-hmm. This is a, this is partially a joke, by the way. Um, and if anyone gets the joke,
1: mm-hmm.
0: tweet, tweet me and, and tweet me at, at uh, Jeffrey underscore coil. Why this is funny. All right. And uh, because there's a real example here that mm-hmm. I'm abstracting. Um, so if you have if you're a pizza place and you have a thousand locations across the united states right and you're task tasked to make a page for each one here's what you should not do you should not have three paragraphs that all and then data about the information about where the location so you mm-hmm. should not do that and then smush it into a generator and pop it out it should not say hey it's awesome to have pizza in Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach is a great place. Whenever I'm in Redondo Beach and going to visit, I like pizza with pepperoni, mushrooms, ground beef, and pineapple. Okay, next next page. Hey, whenever I'm in Pompano Beach, I love Pompano Beach. Whenever I'm there, I love having pizza. Pizza is mm-hmm. great, especially with, and let's grab some different toppings, green peppers and onions. You should not do that. That is a disaster. But guess what? That's what everyone's doing right now. You should not do that. Your your business will hit a large industrial fan. Mm -hmm. It may not happen overnight. And you may grow in traffic and you're going to be like, yay, we're we're doing great. But then something's going to happen and then you're going to crater and die. Um, And yes, Jeff is literally telling you, you will (laughs) die if you do this. Um, So, you know, don't do that. Don't use a spinner. Don't steal anyone else's content and spin it and rephrase it. If you feel that you're rephrasing content and getting away with it, it's a short-lived journey. Um, You have to basically be as good as a a trained killer, right? Covering your tracks, you got to cover your tracks. Because once your tracks Mm -hmm. get caught, you only have to get caught once. And cheating is time correlative, as Google's anti-spam team says, right? Over time, we'll catch you. If you're doing this for a big business, you're in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. If you're doing it for a site that you can flush down the toilet and then start a new one, good for you. Go for it. Keep keep trying. You want to get you want that to be your life. Go for it. That's not how I play the game. Um, so just be aware of that. Don't make ten thousand low quality, uh, para similar, semantically similar garbage pages. Um, it hasn't worked for a long time. NLG makes it so that it seems like it could work again. Guess what? Maybe for a little bit.
1: Yeah, got it. <laughs> Actually, that was from North Korea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, I, I, usually, I usually get standing O whenever I present to North Korea. So, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, they don't know about. Now. Yeah, they don't know actually about AI, but in the future, <laughs> everything is possible. <laughs>
0: you know what? I don't want I don't want any from anyone from North Korea getting a hold of uh, GPT-3 um, <laughs> and just punishing our internet with content. That would be super bad, uh, ethically and professionally. How would How would Elon Musk, right, mm-hmm. who is the main benefactor of one of the main benefactors, or Microsoft, Bill Gates mm-hmm. Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, who are major investors and benefactors? How would they feel um, if they knew that somebody was spamming the internet with something they created,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I just think they need to know, right? I think the the unadulterated Blasterama, Spamorama, which is on the back of this lovely open architecture, open giving, you know, uh, that would be interesting. I'd be interested to hear a, a, a journalist ask Elon how he felt about that because um, I think he'd put a stop to it if he knew. I just don't think he knows. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Come on, Bill. You're making Windows better. You're making Microsoft Edge right. Mm-hmm. You got the new Windows. You're trying to make the world better with Bing. But then you're giving the keys to a. Uh, a a, a weapon that can be used to just spam mm. the heck out of the world.
1: <laughs> I
0: think you should have built better safety controls on this uh, on this
1: self driving car, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, can you tell uh, the main difference between rewriting tools and AI tools? Because um, um, I think before AI tools, we got a bunch of uh, rewriting tools that just. Rewrite content, change uh, some words, synonyms and something like this. Yeah, it's nonsense. You know, I check out a few times, results, I got it, no way, I can't use it. Uh, What is the main difference between them? Ah, good question.
0: Um, If you type into Google also, NLG versus article spinning, you probably Mm -hmm. find an article that somebody from my team has written. Um, So, generation, right? Generation is when you have a language model that is actually writing sentences where each in some, so the old way I used to describe this was, it's almost gesture predictive. So it's actually not even letter, like it can be a gesture in writing, letter, word, right? Where it's actually word prediction. If the word X appears, what's the most likely next word? And then it, it will do a sort descend and then write those sentences, right? So if I say the word Jeff, right? Depending mm-hmm. on the language model that is trained, the next word is different for each language model. So if you write, um, you know, a bulldog is, what's the most likely next word, right? The uh, in if all language models unify against a static word there, then that word will always say "uh," or is it ninety-four percent "uh," right? Mm-hmm. Right or "a," right? And, and so then now imagine that at scale. So a language generation solution or generation gen, uh, a generative language or free form natural language generation, which is different than template or constructed natural language generation. A free-form natural language generation solution is actually writing something for the first time. So this is derived off of a language model; it's predictive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can feed as much information, and it will try to write like that model. Um, and I'm—I'm. I'm, this is very general. I can get into all the ways it's done, the science and stuff. So a spinner is looking at a original piece, right? And it is attempting to make the final piece of that disassociated from the original piece. Okay, so it's trying to say a bulldog is a type of dog, right? That's really terrible uh, sentence, mm-hmm. but let's, a bulldog is a type of dog that's uh, ha- has a is a brachycephalic breed. Right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Now a spinner is going to try to piece that sentence apart and understand a way to give the same information or similar information with another sentence so that the second sentence is not associable with the first sentence, right? So it can rephrase a sentence, it can restructure or it can just change vocabulary words. Those are the different formats. So it might say a bulldog is a type of is a style of canine that mm-hmm. has breathing issues All right so if those two words i'm i'm giving what i believe to be a similar piece of information across with a different sentence the question is can you
1: detect
0: that a and b are not associated All right mm-hmm. if you have so now there's spin situations where you can take multiple source documents smoosh them together overlay then spin those are some of the better spinners right so i can actually take chunks of one page chunks of others and smoosh them together and then make something that's disassociated that's like kind of the best in breed of spin but it basically comes from one item to two generation comes from scratch um, or comes from a template uh, depending on the style of um, and how it was trained um, but in most cases a generated document uh, natural language generation depending on the model will not be um, will not exist in the wild anywhere else now you make a mistake and it does it's plagiarism you miss, mm-hmm. you make a mistake just spinning another text if it's detectable is plagiarism whether mm-hmm. anyone likes it or not um, and so the, the challenge is you can get away with a lot of it if you want, if you think it's adding value, um, but one mistake, and then it backtracks back. It's like the person who robs 10 banks, they did a really great job, right? They didn't get caught. Awesome. But on that 11th one, they sneezed on the counter, and they stuck their fingerprints all over the uh all over the top of the thing Mm -hmm. and they go to jail and then those other 10 crimes are probably going to be found right (laughs) um so you got to be you got to be wary when you're doing anything that is you know ethically ethically questionable um Mm -hmm. and and spending certainly is um you also got to check for fact checks fact checks are appropriately uh important because of a lot of things right but what happens if i say You know, I swapped the word bulldog for um, golden retriever because it's a dog, right? Dogs are the same, right? A golden retriever isn't brachiocephalic. By the way, that means smush nose. You ever see a dog and it's smush nose so it snores like a French bulldog or a Boston Terrier or something like that? Well, if you have a snout, like golden retriever, you might snore. Most of the time you don't, right? Uh, But if you're a bulldog, you snore. Um, and and it's because of this this condition, the style of breed mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, I just I'm coming up with a random example on the fly. So, um, mm-hmm. but imagine you change that word. Well, now this not only, it sounds right. If you weren't an expert, you'd go okay. This is a good spin. But then someone reads it and you've misinformed them. If you misinform people with your content, that's super bad. Mm-hmm. Not only is it super bad. But over time, if you misinform people enough, there's going to be consequences. You know, the Eiffel Tower is four feet tall. No, it's really not. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, and you know, uh, we're, you know, Florida was the fifth state in America. Right? These are not good <laughs> ideas to put in your content. Um, they're not editorially appropriate. If enough of that noise starts appearing in your content, you're in trouble. I mean, and what will trouble mean? Um, probably not good stuff for you as a business or as your clients aren't going to love that. Um, and then over time, it will negatively impact the traffic through your site.
1: Yeah, got it. Valuable. Interesting about that. Okay. Let's talk about specific niches. For example, uh, medicine or uh, finance. You know, uh, Google has the algorithm, your money, your life. Yeah. And it means that uh, we need to have only um, information, uh, not fake. Not uh, it, it, it should be uh, trustworthy. Even for people, users who open your website, they need to get uh, accurate information. Can AI tools to create content for such specific niches? And if it can, what we can do? We need to to double check. This content yeah. because we can't mislead people, even I don't know, some uh, mm, I don't know, teeny changes can impact people lives. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the thing mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so your money, or your life, right? Yeah, um, expertise, authoritativeness, trust. We all mm-hmm. know eat your money, your life. Um, this is where the ball is going, this is where the puck's going, right. Mm-hmm. All content at some point or another, right? The level, the bar for quality is going to go up across every niche unless Google's just said, forget about it. I don't even want to play there, right? So the forget about it, I don't want to play there stuff, that's like the hyper aggressive. You know, that's gaming, that's porn, that's, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, subtract all that out. Everything else is mm-hmm. going to go real fast into quality. All right. Um, your money or your life is currently the pinnacle of must have quality. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's some other spaces. I don't get into all of those on recordings. There's some other spaces that require higher levels of quality than others. Um, but let's just use your money or your life. Do those, do the, can you make an impact in this space with generation or with AI? Absolutely. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's a, a must. It's a must. You know why? Because you need to check the quality of your writers. That's one thing people use Mark major publishers use market news specifically to check the quality of their outsourced writers content to understand how it could have been made better. But it also can help you to not make mistakes with content. So it can help you to not forget an important concept that a expert would know about. Right? so, you can um, research and understand. If you were an expert, you would have covered these concepts. That's much more useful mm-hmm. to build a content brief to give to your writer to check their drafts. Those are much more valuable. The more, the higher the quality is required to be, right? Um, and then, gen- but generation in these in those types of spaces, it just requires a massive amount of of evaluation, or what I would often call uh, in editorial language, developmental editorial or developmental edits, where you actually are checking to see if it fits with that. But I mean, in drugs, specifically, I mean, all your content has to go through regulatory compliance and legal compliance. And there's no edge case there. And if you try to publish content in pharma, or whatever, like those spaces or medicine. I mean, and it's and it's, you're, it's, it's, not even close. You can, there are certain spaces in your money or your life. I'm going to make you flinch on this one. There's certain spaces in your money or your life where you can still publish low quality content. But it's not going to last forever. Um, and that is all really, but no, I mean, it, you, you just don't want to go there. It, the, mm-hmm. the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Um, the competition's probably too stiff. They probably work with me <laughs> if they're in your money or your life. Um, and so putting out content that's low quality, I mean, uh, you know, imagine trying to trying to uh, cheat. What's the highest? Well, I'll give you a trivia, SEO trivia question. You can tweet it at me if you want. Uh, what's the highest cost per click your money or your life? legal topic
1: mm-hmm.
0: the answer I'm giving people a minute mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> mesothelioma uh-huh. asbestos asbestos related cancer um imagine writing about mes- mesothelioma and writing it with low quality content it doesn't make sense 10 years ago you might have been able to get away with i'm a mesothelioma lawyer now you've got to put together a, a website with thousands of articles that tells the story that you know everything there is to know about lung disease to even have a chance to perform well in organic search for those topics. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you might, if you're in uh, rural North Dakota and you're the only lawyer in town, mm-hmm. you might be able to put a practice area page on that site that looks like crap and still rank local, but you know, over time it's not going to work. So yeah, no, don't do it. If you do it, make sure you're putting it through the same. I mean, the best policy in the world. Make sure you're putting this content through the same regimented process that you would if you bought the content off of. Pick your favorite, uh, Upwork, Fiverr, or uh, Writer Access, or Crowd Content, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You put it through. Put it through the same process. And if it stinks, don't publish it. Um, I see a lot of people. They're so afraid of hitting some sort of number for number of blogs published or um, you know how many pages they get out or they you know i just i i'm just gonna publish it you know don't don't do that it's such a bad idea there's so many reasons why that's a bad idea so yeah
1: Yeah. Saving your, saving your audience a lot of money today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big pleasure to learn from you. Okay. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you.
0: All right. Uh, Jeffrey underscore coil, J E F F R E Y underscore coil on Twitter. Uh, and then at market muse co is our company. Um, certainly on LinkedIn, Uh, and, uh, Jeff at MarketMuse.com. If you want to shoot me a note direct and I respond to most stuff, unless you're trying to like sell me your outsourced development resources. All right. It's the only thing I don't respond to. You know why? I got a great development team, right? We're not looking for outsourced development resources, but no, I joke around because that's like 80% of the spam that I get.
1: It's Mm -hmm.
0: like, Hey you're looking to outsource your development resources? I'm like, you know, no, first of all. Uh, and second of all, no, you don't, that's not a good thing to reach out with the first time you say hello. But if you say, you know, also don't reach out and say, hi, I'm very interested in people who are in software industry because you took it from like my LinkedIn profile. Don't do that either. Um, if anyone can smell a rat without so- outreach, I can, right? So um yeah shoot if you shoot me a real note and i can recognize that you're actually a human um you'll get a response and i'll help you i love this stuff i you, you know i love this stuff i will i will help you personally
1: uh, or i'll point you to someone that can if i can so yeah guys build relationships don't try to <laughs> to send this spammy stuff yeah i, exactly. I get a thousand uh spam Uh, Response, uh, right? Yeah, a lot. (laughs) I usually ignore (laughs) that. The
0: world, the world, the world is built on relationships. The world is not built on
1: click-through rate. (laughs) Okay, guys, thanks for listening, watching us, uh, and thanks uh, for your time. It's a big pleasure to learn from you. Yeah, welcome anytime.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we did it. Got it done so quick. Uh, That's the good thing about lunch hours you know? (laughs) Okay. Enjoy the rest of the week. Um, And then for everybody, have a great quarter, second quarter. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.